When life bumps up against you, you have the choice to pucker up and put on a sour face or mix it up with ingredients like resilience, persistence, and grace into the delectable concoction only you can serve. We are Greer McVeigh and Whitney Wiley, speakers, authors, and entrepreneurs. We're also sisters, and since we were children, we've made a habit of turning challenges into the lessons and launch paths of our lives. Each week, we'll discuss the recipes that will turn your biggest challenges into the building blocks of the successful and fulfilling life of your dreams. On occasion, we'll include experts and thought leaders who'll join the party and you're always invited to. Join us as we share the sweet highs and sour lows and every drop of life in between. Along with our guests, we help you shake and stir your own lemons into lemon drops. Welcome to the Life, Lemons, and Lemon Drops podcast. And thank you for joining us for another episode of Life, Lemons, and Lemon Drops. I'm Whitney Wiley. And I'm Greer McVeigh. It's Greer. Hey, Whitney, what's going on with you? Uh, just working, working. I was actually working on a presentation that I'm doing on one of my favorite topics, recruiting interviewing and onboarding oh well that's always fun the joys because when you're recruiting onboarding and 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 uh, interviewing 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 not not so much but the recruiting and the onboarding means that you're working with somebody who's happy because they landed a new gig but it's not a it's from the organization's perspective they're not they should not be seen as separate things right it's a continuum and it even goes beyond that which i think is part of the problem as i read things in the interwebs right that organizations see these things as discrete activities and so, the, and I think the interviewing process, probably recruiting and interviewing get a bad rap, <laughs> right? That, that part of the process and, and particularly for applicants who get ghosted and or it, it takes extremely long to get through the process and, and all of that, so putting together a training on it. Well, that is good. And yes, I can see that it's all part of a continuum and people come and people go and you, and they move and they elevate and they demote and they, all kinds of things happen. But even from the perspective of the employer, it still is a good thing because that's an introduce, an an introduction, an introduction (laughs) of new blood and new energy it, it, it infuses a burst of um of of life that you know introduces a, a new um energy source that didn't exist before not that that's, you didn't have true. others but it's like this is a new dynamic that's coming into the into the um into the process so that is that true it's like a good thing and then of course for the the candidate it's like i got a job you know what the, the other thing is so for for you who are listening you're not looking for a job you are not an employer so you're not hiring anybody the same process really with some tweaks can be used for dating could be used for like interviewing friends. potential suitors. Yes. Swipe. Swipe. <laughs> or you could do that. Or you could swipe. swipe but the process, the, the the overall process, right? And having a sort of a 
a, a vision of what you're doing, a plan, a goal, the, the same sorts of things. You're, what is it that you want? What is it that you are um, willing to work with, right? Mm-hmm. Getting some clarity about those things and then take having an intentional and you know purposeful approach to what it is you're doing so you know the the same sorts of things apply in other areas of our lives is all i'm saying yeah that is true well that sounds like interesting work i spent my day um working (laughs) okay working writing I did a lot of writing today and I because a lot of times I often write for other people or on behalf of other people where I have to be their voice or their thoughts that is really you know one of those things where you really need to be in a zone to channel the other person okay that makes sense and which I've come to learn is more challenging. I don't like it or, you know, like it or dislike it or whatever more than any other kind of writing. But I've come to learn that it takes an extra, um, it's an, it's a, it's a skill, right? It's an, it's an, it's a, it's a skill, but it's an, it's an, it's extra work. And I think I've just always just like, oh, la, 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 let me write, I'm going to write. And then I've come to realize, and, you know, we probably all do this a lot. There are things that you do a lot in your, particularly in your professional life, but in your personal life as well. But you do it so much that you don't really think about the mechanics of doing it or really what it Those takes are to do habits. it. Those are called habits. <laughs> Okay, well, you know, so you do things habitually. Yes, but you do. some habits are, are more require more. And if you don't realize that it requires more to to do, you don't necessarily prepare. You don't True. prepare, you know, you would need True. to prepare in a different way to do a different thing. But if you've never really thought about the fact that the thing you're doing requires a different skill set, then you don't necessarily fully prepare. Which is why mindfulness is Mm -hmm. so important and why we talk about mindfulness here on Lemon Drops so much, right? It is the more we can be in the present moment, the more we can be mindful of what we're doing and what we're trying to do then it makes those shifts a little easier. So I'm sure you know this, um, multitasking is a myth because (laughs) it takes energy. Even if, you know, when you seemingly think you're doing multiple things at one time, you really aren't, you're still doing one thing at a time. And to the Mm -hmm. degree that you are doing multiple things, you're likely not doing anything, any one thing to the best of your ability. So probably something that, you know, listening to things and, 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 and taking actions or watching TV and taking actions, right? So if you're, you're uh, listening to a podcast, you're listening to lemon drops and washing the dishes, right? Mm -hmm. That is, that is multitasking. But are you fully present in either of those, right? Mm -hmm. When you get through washing the dishes, if someone were to ask you, did you realize that you left, you know, some caked on something on one of those plates and you would be like, oh, no, I didn't realize that. You didn't realize that because maybe that was the moment you got absorbed in something brilliant that Greer said. (laughs) Exactly. Right. And there's so, so many of those. And moments. so we always have, you know, this struggle with our habits. And habits are a good thing if you are mindful okay. about your habits and, and are willing to 
as you said, ask questions uh, to make sure, one, that the habit is serving you and to see if there's something else that you could be doing that makes what you're doing more efficient, more effective, um, that is more beneficial than just continuing to do what you've been doing the way you've been doing it without questioning it. Yeah. Well, you know, it's interesting this week, which sort of brings me to our topic, um, we celebrated, which I didn't know was a thing, but um, National Simplicity Day. So I will confess, I did not know it was a thing as it relates to having a particular day, but I did know it was a thing because it's something that I have adopted into my life, not Simplicity Day, but simplicity and mm -hmm. living, attempting to live a simple life, right? Um, or live life simply is something that I have been doing for, at this point now, the better part of more than almost 30 years, I would say. Um, I can't put, I couldn't put my finger on it exactly, but it started when I decided that I wanted to start meditating. And okay. I actually have an eight step that I will share eight steps or life hacks or whatever that I will share. It's part of a graphic that I bought um, quite a while ago. And it is like the second thing I see when I wake up in the morning, right? So when I open my eyes, what I see tends to be the alarm on my clock. If I don't wake up automatically, it's the alarm clock on I my phone. I thought you were going to say your husband's, you know, lovely big brown eyes. Probably but. not because I tend to be sleeping facing the opposite direction. <laughs> okay. One. And two, he's usually out of the bed doing whatever he's doing by the time. Aren't you I'm usually getting... up at like three or four o'clock in the morning? Or four or five uh, o'clock? Currently, I am not getting up that early, oh, okay. but I will be because I'm training for an event coming up. So I will be getting back to that. So, um, but I will share the eight steps that I have that help me to, like I said, live more simply. And so, as you mentioned, the day we actually recorded this was National Simplicity Day. Uh, that was July 12th. Henry David Thoreau's birthday and Henry David Thoreau said, as you simplify your life, the laws of the universe will be simpler. And I like simple. Yeah. I have a program, like called, I have a program called simple. <laughs> well, and it's like transcend the external forces that, um, that, that get in the way. I mean, we have so many things and I've been, talking a lot about that lately, the concept of just incoming. It's just like, it's always something coming from somewhere, more to right. do, more to see, more to work on, more another project, another this, and you're helping a friend, you're helping your kids, you're helping your partner, you help, you know, and it's just so much. And it is. it was when I saw that it gave me permission, right? Obviously I don't need permission to do anything. But it was one of those things that, that was like, you know what, Greer? Yes, take a step back and not take a step back to just, you know, relax and do nothing. Although that's good, but it's more the simplicity and we'll talk a little bit more about that, but simplicity doesn't necessarily mean nothing, right? Simplicity, living some, you know, a simple life doesn't mean just sitting around vegging out. It means no, it does not. It means something different. So why because don't we for go some through, people, okay, for some people that would actually complicate their lives, right? So yeah. it it and it all goes back to what it is you're trying to achieve. Every everything goes back to what it is you're trying to achieve. What is it that you want, and how do you want to feel in the process in the journey? of achieving that thing. And so if you can do it simply, 
-hmm. why would you not choose to do it simply complicated and you know simple stupid (laughs) very few people i think go through life saying i'm just looking for complicated i want my life to be complicated Mm -hmm. Right. We tend to make our lives complicated by, I think, a couple of things. One is, and I've said this here, uh, I'm pretty sure I've said this here before, is that nothing has any meaning other than that which we give it. And so things happen. It is there is a factual basis to what has happened. And then we put a story on top of it. And what we tend to do is complicate the simplicity of the fact or the facts of what has happened. We complicate Mm -hmm. it with the stories that we layer on top of it, the narrative that we layer on top of it for whatever our reasons are. Sometimes those reasons are for self-protection and preservation and self-defense. Sometimes it's, you know, we just want to feel good. Sometimes we're making excuses and trying to justify what we've done and, and on and on. But the fact remains that if we take a step back, as you said, you know, just take a step back and be open to it just being what it is Mm -hmm. instead of trying to make it, you know, some whole host of other things, uh, our, our lives become less stressful. Mm-hmm. And that's certainly one of the benefits of simplifying your life is that it becomes less stressful. It may be more stressful in the transition, right? When mm-hmm. you actively have to be doing something to get to simplicity. But in the end, you'll have what will be a, a less stressful. I won't say necessarily it'll be stress-free, but certainly less stressful and then more fulfilling, less stressful and more fulfilling, particularly if you're doing it with a purpose in mind. So I will um, offer this up as a place to get started. So um, my graphic that, that I have and the eight sort of rules of simplicity is actually an acronym that is simplify. So the S is slow down. Mm-hmm. Okay. Slow down. Um, and a lot so of- So in everything you do physically and mentally f- and everything- Physically, just, mentally, emotionally, okay. If you're driving, down. go down, go a little slower. If you're walking- You can, you, you can slow down. There are times when maybe you, I, I, and I've said this before, slow down, slow down to go faster. Yeah. Okay. No, I I get it. So sometimes, yeah, sometimes speed is important, but not and not a haphazard speed. Yeah. You're just rushing, 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 slow down. Okay. And you're rushing because you didn't slow down enough to plan and prepare. So if you slow down and do some pre-work on the front end, then you don't have to rush as much because you've got a plan. And if you do that and follow along, you can move on. So here, for instance, right? um, We went to the rodeo recently, right? We had this whole grand plan for the day, family, (laughs) people in different areas of, you know, we're we're separated by hundreds of miles, right? And we're going to a rodeo for some of us that was at least 200 miles from, it's probably 200 miles from home. Um, I don't know. I don't don't think anyone, okay, it was 150 miles, miles, at least 100. Maybe you, you might've been 150. Okay. That you didn't actually come from home is not the point. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but where okay. the rodeo was, was probably a good, at least 150 miles yeah. from your house, right? Correct. So we have this grand plan. We're going to meet up at a particular time. We're going to have a leisurely day and enjoy lunch in each other's company. Then we're going to go to the rodeo. And none of that. Absolutely none of that happened and we missed half the rodeo. 
So, you know, but I will say this, um, in order, I had a plan, right? And I had things that I wanted to accomplish before we headed out that day. So I had a, a, a target time that we were meeting, which meant I needed a target time that we needed to leave the house. I padded that with a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then backed my day up from there in order to get my exercise in, get the dogs walk in, to get cleaned up, to clean the house, to to do the things that I wanted to do in order to, when our ride arrived, to have be able to walk out the door. Okay. Like that was my plan, right? So slowing down long enough to come up with a plan so that that could happen. Well, of course, things happened. And Your ride 20, minutes after, 20 minutes after the ride was supposed to be here, checking in on the ride, turns out he had car troubles. Car, something that had been worked on previously, the mechanic didn't do right. It created some other problem. And so we didn't have a ride. And ultimately we ended up driving ourselves. And then there was a cascade because everybody in the group then had something (laughs) that kept them, right? But my point is for me, and I don't know what you did. I'm assuming everyone to the degree that they could set up a plan for the day. And it started with sort of slowing down and thinking through what you wanted, how you wanted to organize and structure your day in order to be where you needed to be at the time you wanted. And to be. I was actually I'm the one who's always late. Which is the reason why I even brought this up because I remember <laughs> you saying this. But it's like, I'm always late. And it was like the one time that I slowed down and thought it through. And I was like, you know what? What I'm going to do rather than I come from a home I'll stay at a friend's house. I'll be closer. I'm going to get where I need to be to pick up uh, Donovan. He was there where he needed to be. So it was like, okay, so we can get going. And then, of course, you know, he was having some sort of car trouble. Apparently, it was a car trouble. Another car trouble thing. And and (laughs) it needed a new battery and this, that, and the other. And anyway, so by the time he did what he needed to do, now we're sort of running late, which ended up not being a big problem because you were late. Your mother, I think your mother was on time. Uh, Kathleen was late. You she know, was so. lost. She was lost at the place. She was <laughs> driving around the, the parking lot for 20 but minutes. She was there. She was there. Yeah. She was there first. And so anyway, yes. and then so, yes, yes, we, missed slow, the road. we had, slow did have a leisurely lunch. We didn't really rush. We didn't lunch. rush. And then we got to the rodeo. But by we the time didn't we rush. We didn't rush from um, false assumptions, mostly, I would say, probably on my part. Um, that it might have been last fa- longer? Uh, yes, there might have been false assumptions on everybody's part or nobody cared, I don't know. Uh, but certainly, m- my thought was that it was going to last longer than it did. And so there was no need to rush. But lesson learned, and should we decide to go again next year, we'll take all of that into account. <laughs> So we'll do breakfast and not lunch, and then we'll go. So okay, so slow down. Slow down. So the so the I is imagine doing less. Okay. Look at your life and see how can you do less. Is there a way to do less? And if there is, do it. Right. Make plans for it and do it. A lot of the things that we're doing, we don't have to do. There are things that we probably could, and this is talked about in business circles a lot, but it's something that we could probably employ more in our personal lives, which is delegating things, right? Mm-hmm. You, We can delegate just about anything at this point uh, that frees us up to do nothing, to relax, or to spend the time, which will be the next thing. Um, But I'll save that for a second. Well, I I just want to say that a couple of days ago, I needed some gross, I needed, I I was making something for dinner and I was halfway through making dinner and realized I was missing a couple of ingredients. 
and I didn't feel like leaving. I had food in the oven or on the stove. Um, I didn't feel like leaving the house. So I did a, a Instacart, right? And I'll have them delivered. I ordered, they, the, the girl came and dropped off the items that I ordered. And in the, in the cart, in the uh, shopping bag, she put a business card, which is the first time this has happened. Is she and supposed her to do that? Probably not. So I shouldn't have said that it was Instacart, but it was, whatever. <laughs> anyway, it, but she put a business card and her card essentially said, um, you know, house cleaning and errands and something. Personal and assistant I, sort of Personal thing. assistant kinds mm -hmm. of things. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you know what? I think I might have to hire her. At least give her a, 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 a shot. A shot. It's Certainly, and why not? She's she's in, in out and in, about running what errands. Is I, what does I say? Ingenuity. She's ingenious. She, yeah. she's she's like I marketing a thing. Word. It's like who better to market my services to to somebody who can't leave the house and go buy to buy, their own, to buy, <laughs> to buy their own groceries? A couple of truffles. They might be willing to pay a few dollars if you're willing to pay some money for this. You might be willing to pay a few dollars exactly. for. Um, you know, for somebody to do some errands. Didn't mean she has to be my full-time live-in, you know, exactly. But if you can, if you can do less and do pawn, not pawn things off, but delegate things to someone else to yeah. free up your time. Yeah, if I can do whatever. Yeah, here's a list of things that I need. Maybe I need them by the end of the week or I need them on Saturday or whatever. Or, or whatever. And, the, yeah. the details yeah, are I'm, I'm down. I'm down for it. Right. So I'm gonna, the, I'm yeah, gonna the do details that. aren't the details aren't important. The, the The bottom line is that you free yourself up for what's more important. What's a more more important use of your time? Ultimately, exactly. is is the place that we have to get. I think business owners understand that. We need to understand and understand that in our personal lives. And I actually have a client. We've gone through this exercise a few months ago. Um, she's trying to find some consistency for something she wanted to do in her business. And we started talking about things that she could delegate. So they, mm -hmm. she and her husband had a conversation. They've hired a personal chef to come and not to cook every day, but to come and cook meals for the family a couple of times a week. They've got, mm -hmm. you know, someone to service to do laundry and having food delivery that they've got three kids. He runs a business. She runs a business, right? Yeah, that's and like how much is your time worth? And generally, the the money that you make in your vocation, the the your time is worth more than you probably you know. Even if you're paying somebody fifteen twenty dollars an hour or the equivalent, assuming you make more than that, isn't it more efficient for you to you can use, use that time that to way make and, yeah. multiple? Yeah, especially you can make if you're an entrepreneur. Yeah. You can make yeah. multiples of that. And then if it's not about the money, it's about the time, how would you rather spend that time? And so, which makes uh, the next one, M, make time for loved ones, hmm, okay. right? Family, friends, yourself, loved ones, things that maybe you, you know, uh, community service that you care about, whatever, whatever that loved ones is, you can take recoup the time that you delegate it to someone else and you know as you're doing less around the house whatever you can use that time in a way that better serves you and okay. that could include making time for loved ones um the next one p practice patience okay Right. So breathing, just, uh, and we live in a world right now where everything is so go, go, go. We're harried, yeah. we're hurried, uh, we're on edge. And, and we don't have patience. We're at the grocery store, somebody's in front of you walking or driving you, or whatever. You walk like, up and on. the line is three people in line. There are three people in line in front of you, right? And you're like, uh, you're like why don't like... they open another lane? Why can't, right? Remember the days three, what was it called? Three three in a row, three in a line. And 
whatever the store was would open a new they'd send the yeah, clock out it's like yeah there's like more than the three and more so, than two I and think. so we have no patience we expect everything now right you think about your computer i you know i think about the very first computer i had and dial up internet and how long we waited right as opposed to where we are now we expect every everything instantly whatever question we have yeah, and, an and, let it, and let it right be like now. three or four seconds i mean we used to wait a minute right for <laughs> for whatever to come up it's like now it's like three or four seconds and you're like oh my god i must have a virus in my computer i need to I need to shut this thing down. You know, I read a reboot. I read an article a couple of days ago about um, checkout lines. This is how my the boring my life is, but about the automated uh, self checkout lines. Mm. <laughs> I read a, an entire article about it. Um, but how it's evolved. But people don't like it. I thought it was just me. Some people like it because they want in and it's out. not my favorite. I don't like it because- But I will use it. Well, I will use it sort of if I'm forced to, but by being quote unquote forced to, that's me buying into their, you know, we're just gonna shut down all the lanes. We'll make this five, eight people long. And then you've got to wait or you go over there and it's free to go. And it's like, you know what? No, I'm gonna be patient. My issue is about um, taking jobs away. Right, it's it's the elimination, it's the automation that takes jobs away. So that's okay. for me, it's more of a principled thing. Okay, um, that's fair. But, the, but apparently, stores don't like it because uh, theft theft increases, the computers break down. You still have to hire employees, but they have to hire higher wage employees because now you need people that have tech experience and computer experience mm. to fix the machines. Okay. So it's like, so it's a whole thing. They have gotten better over the years, but how many times have you gone through the checkout lane when it's like, please wait for, a, a, you know, an employee to come and help. And it's like, you know, you're I trying to stand I the, been over there. The item, yeah, please leave the been item over in, there the, in the, the bagging area. And it's like, <laughs> I haven't put anything there. I haven't checked anything, you know, so you get all these problems. So anyway. I say that to say the patience that it takes sometimes to just wait in line for two yes. or three people. And, you know, it's like, no, I want to be waited on. I don't want to be a checkout clerk. There's nothing wrong with it. I know people who do it, have done it. I think it's great, but I'm, I'm at a place in my life where I'm starting to push back. And this is a simplicity thing, but I'm starting to push back on all the areas that I need to be an expert in. I need to be an expert in investing. I need to be an expert in banking. I need to be an expert. I need to pump my own gas. I need to, you know, be a, a you know, a landscape architect. It's just like too much. I do one thing. <laughs> let me, there you go. let me keep it simple. Keep it and I simple. do what I do and let me stay in my lane and not you have to be a travel agent, right? I mean, when you take a trip, how long do you spend? Oh, Looking way for too long hotels and airfare and air way too long figuring when out how to exactly. make the connections and it's like I don't want to do that anyway I digress go there ahead there are still travel agents out there and they don't charge you anything so it probably makes sense that's a plug for if you don't aren't travel, you a travel agent, agent? Uh, technically yes anyway <laughs> technically <laughs> so um, that was practice patience. The next one, L, learn to gently say no. Say no, right? Well, you don't have to do everything. <laughs> First of all, you can't do everything. Therefore, don't put the stress on yourself to do that. And you really can make your life much simpler by saying no. But the question then becomes, what do you say no to? You say no to those things that don't serve your vision, that don't serve your purpose, that don't serve your goals, right? That, and, which means you need to understand your goals in lots of areas of your life as it relates to relationships, your finances, your health, 
um, your job, your, you know, all, all the things there, what nine life areas, uh, you need to be clear about what you want in each of those, because the other part of that, right, saying no, being clear on your priorities and setting boundaries and things, is that you're going to have competing priorities. And so then you need to figure out how to maneuver and navigate those. Um, and when you've got competing priorities, what gets elevated, what doesn't. But saying no allows you to say yes. Saying no to the things that are less important allows you to say think yes to the things that matter most. Mm-hmm. And so when you think about it this way, every time you say yes to something you don't want to do, not equipped to do, um, doesn't serve your purposes, you're saying no to something that does right? Because you only have so many resources, time, energy, money, et cetera. All right. So I, the I, the second I is increase your quiet time. Increase your quiet time. Mm. Right? So I like that. You can consider it meditation time, prayer time, just sitting and being time. Yeah. You can you know, I got up this morning. Any way you want. I was up this morning a little early, probably about 5.30. It was light outside, but the sun wasn't up. And I just went and sat out in my yard and I can hear the roosters, you know, the roosters all over the neighborhood. And it was just such a, ple- there was like no, I still live in a construction zone. So there's like no hammering. There's a, there's just nature sounds, not cars driving, not. And it was just like nice, calm, simple. So yeah, I like that. And try to find that. And even if it's five minutes, you know, maybe you don't get, especially if you've got children and grandchildren and, you know, a spouse and a busy household. I don't have mm-hmm. a particularly busy household right now, which is great. So it's easy, it's probably easy for me to find that time. I just don't have the patience to sit still, but that's something that you practice that through meditation or through yes. prayer or through, you know, uh, uh, <laughs> taking a walk. I mean, you could take a walk and be take quiet, a walk. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The, the challenge is not to want to multitask listen to a podcast, talk to somebody on the phone, um, you know, those (laughs) kinds of things that we tend to want to use to occupy our time, not necessarily doing something productive, but just being quiet for the sake of being quiet, because it's, it's against most of our nature um, to be in silence, even though it's what our soul craves. You know, we crave that. And when we don't give that self, give that to ourselves. And like you said, even if it's only five minutes, right? Or or you go out, do double duty, take a walk, no music, no listening to MSNBC, no, you know, listening to podcasts, not even lemon Um, drops. Now you've gone too far. (laughs) No no lemon drops. I will say, though, one of the things. Quiet. One of the things, especially if you have a um, a smart home, right? So I just, I like walk, I wake up and I'll walk into my living room and I say, Alexa, house. play classical music. And then I get, you know, and then I, and it's just, you know, maybe it's jazz, maybe it's classical. Oh, she just started playing music. <laughs> but it just, you know, it's just a nice little thing in the background alexa turn off music (laughs) so anyway okay so we've got wait recap where we are what's the slow uh, down slow down slow down imagine doing less make time for loved ones practice patience learn to gently say no and increase quiet time okay so now we're on we're to that simply. Now that, simply. that's simply, and you can stop simply. there, right? <laughs> you could live simply and live stop simply. right there. But we're going to simplify. We're going to simplify. Oh, simplify. It's not simplicity. It's simplify. It's simplify. 
okay. simplify your life for okay. simplicity day and a simplicity life. Okay. Um, so F is for follow your heart, follow your heart. Hmm. And I will confess that this is something that has been a struggle for me. I have historically seen myself as very analytical, very logical, very right-brained, you know, figure things out, you know, sort of plow through things, have a plan for everything, um, and not necessarily follow my heart or my instincts, right, to tap into my instincts, which is what simplifying your life, slowing down, meditating, prayer, listening, right, being, being in silence and quiet. That's what it more. gives you the opportunity That's what it, to Exactly, yeah. to actually tap in to and listen to your heart. You can't follow your heart if you don't know what's in your heart. All right. Okay. And the Fair other enough. part about following your heart is what you are taking in, what you take in, you spew out. <laughs> right. So if you're taking in violence and hatred and angst and, you know, that kind of stuff, because that's your environment, that's the environment you live in, that's the environment you work in, toxicity, the environment you work in, the people that you hang around, that's what's going to come out of you because that's what you're putting into you. So okay. taking the steps of the simplify allows you to like block that stuff out and going back to the saying no, saying no may not always be about you doing something, right? It could be saying no to yourself about what you're allowing into your life, who you're allowing into your life. Mm -hmm. right and and making choices that this relationship these people are not good for me therefore I'm going to put some boundaries up I'm not going to allow particular behaviors or whatever um, but following your heart you you've got to create an environment that allows you to hear what's inside of you so that you can actually follow what's inside okay all right Okay. And why? And then the why is yield. <laughs> yield. And why? Why? Why yield? And you're going to yield to three things. You're going to yield to life. You're going to yield to peace. And you're going to yield to joy. To hmm. life, to peace, to joy. Um, the life piece is shit happens, right? That's the whole point of our show. <laughs> life happens shit happens all the time and our struggle against what is again creates stress and havoc in our life and so we have to say this has happened this is what it is where do I go from here how do I move forward how do I move on how do I move through right mm -hmm. and by slowing down being quiet, listening to your heart, you can start to get the answers, hear the path forward, right? I, I think in, the, in our last episode or two episodes ago, I, I talked about this, uh, this concept of obstacles are the path right? We, we tend to want to try to avoid the obstacles or, mm -hmm. or beat down the obstacles and the, uh, the acceptance. Well, we want to simplify. That well, we do, but the acceptance is that as much as you simplify, you can't control. The other part is that you can't control things, and that's life happening. You can't okay. control everything that happens, so you have to accept it, you yield to it, and then you figure out how to move forward, or you listen for the guidance of how to move forward. Okay. If you're, you know, looking for a, a different mindset, yield to peace. My whole journey started with wanting peace in my life. And I felt like my life was in upheaval, right? After the divorce and the custody battle and, you know, just all of that. I, I was like, I was stressed out. I was really unhappy, um, underemployed when I was employed at all. And I was like, I just want some peace in my life. Mm -hmm. And how, how do I do that? And so when we look for peace, we can find it. 
just like if we look for any, everything we look for, we find. Whether what we're looking for serves us or not, we find it. So yield to peace, right? If you've got options for something, one that's gonna take you down a path of peace, choose peace, right, yield to that, and then joy. What brings you joy? Mm -hmm. A lot of people have no clue, right? We Again, yeah. we live in a society that is about acquisition of stuff and things and accomplishments. And as someone who has all of that, right? Um, I, I'm, not, I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but we get the things that we think we want. And I'm gonna share this, this um, because you shared the National Simplicity Day link and we'll put that in the show notes. One of the, um, one of the, they've got simplicity day by the numbers and there's a number that just struck me um, or a couple of numbers on there that struck me. But we, we have this, we're you know, in pursuit of things, we're happy for a moment mm -hmm. and then those things, you know, they're, when they're no longer new and novel, we just kind of move on, right? Yeah. How many things, when you look in your closet, this is for me, this is for Greer, this is for you listening. How many things in your closet did you just have to have? That handbag, those shoes, and you haven't touched them, worn them. I found clothes, I'm cleaning out the garage. We're three years into this house and we're still moving through boxes in the garage. I swear the boxes are multiplying in the garage. I feel like there are more boxes now. It's like every in the time garage. you go through and clean out of a whole wave of stuff. <laughs> You come right? back and you're like, why, I, I, why is the garage not empty? I why can this, I still not park my I car? I had that feeling, that, that thought this morning. I was out walking this morning. I was just thinking, the, the garage just seems to be getting full. The more I clean, right? Trying to simplify, <laughs> trying to, I, and I'm going to be honest, I'm cleaning the garage because I want a new car. I need a place for the car. It's going to be an electric car. We've got to put in the infrastructure for an electric car. There's nowhere to put infrastructure for electric car or to put the car in the garage to charge it every night, right? So the deal is I've got to make space for it. So I'm out now actively trying to do this, but I swear, I feel like there are more boxes now than when I started. And so anyway. Um, but well, we know, have I wanna, that. I want to add to that, though. This, this, I have often asked myself if I'm, you know, am I happy? And this is, again, one of those things. Ask yourself, am I happy? Or when was a time in my life when I felt pure happiness? And not just, and you know, well, when I felt pure happiness. And then ask yourself, was that associated with a particular event or activity, or you were in someone's company, or you were doing a thing, and then when that thing was over and done, you sort of went back to, not that you're unhappy, but you're just sort of blah, you know, I'm here, right? And if you find that the you know, and if your life is happy, like you're like, wow, I, I get up, I'm happy to come home each day, but I, you know, I enjoy my work, I'm happy to go to work, I come home, I love my family or my home or my whatever, I'm happy, my dog, I'm happy to be home, I'm happy to engage with these people when you're with your friends, you know, they bring you joy and happiness because they're interesting, amazing people, great, keep doing what you're doing. For the for the others of us, <laughs> you know, that, you know, that, that we're happiness is maybe a little more fleeting. And again, not, not necessarily that you are unhappy, but that it's, there's, there's not a, you know, you don't just walk with a skip and a, a you know, pep in your step and skip down the street because you're like so blissfully happy. For a lot of people, the last time they were truly happy was, you know, summer vacation at the lake when they were 13. Right. You know, right. 
summer camp or at your wedding day or right you know when you brought your kid home from the hospital and other people those those very same occasions were like fraught with you know a lot of people could come home with their new baby and then they have postpartum depression Right. right. So it, you don't necessarily. Or bridezillas or, or whatever. Or bridezillas. So right. your wedding, right. which should be a, right. the happiest day of your life, is this thing and nothing went right and the wedding planner didn't show up and the cake fell and the, this, you know, my dress tore and the, I didn't have. Which goes to have... a, a bigger point, which is you have to find happiness within, right? Some people yeah. say that is it, your pursuit should not be of happiness. It should be of joy. I'm like six of one half dozen of the other, right? Just potato, potato. Um, but I get it. Happiness is generally seen as a state that's affected, impacted by events, as you've been mentioning, things that happen and those things make you happy, whereas joy is more of a state of being. Um, either way, you have to choose it. You have to choose what you want, whether it's joy, bliss, happiness, whatever you want to call it, um, potato, potato, you need to choose that yeah. that's how you want to feel. And then decide that you're going, that you're just going to feel that. I, I, I'm pretty sure I've shared this with you directly, probably here on the show. Um, you know, before Michael came back into my life 12 years ago, um, you know, the year before that, or maybe a year and a half before that, I had some interest in someone who was not interested in me romantically. We were friends, hung out, did lots of things together. He wasn't interested in me romantically. And we were out having dinner one night. And when I left the dinner, we'd had a conversation sort of about the possibilities. Um, it became apparent it was not going to happen. And I remember walking out thinking, I'm going to look back on my life when I'm 80 and have spent my entire adult life miserable. And I made a decision right then and there. I was just going to be happy. Now, has everything gone the way that I've wanted since then? No, absolutely not. Lots of things haven't happened the way that I would have wanted. Um, and even when I was miserable in my job, I was still finding a way to be happy in my life as a mm -hmm. whole, right? Because I, did, I, did, I didn't want that. I didn't want to be unhappy. And I wanted to be able to um, like enjoy when I go home at the end of the day, like you say. Mm -hmm. I love being home. Right. I'm going to say, I know I'm maybe a little weird. <laughs> this, the last two years haven't in that respect, haven't been an issue for me at all. I'm good. <laughs> like I'm good. Um, and I still get to see my loved ones. I have made time. I have seen people, you know, I've bucked the, the mandates here and there and gone out and done what I wanted to do with people that I wanted to do, do it with, right. Making time for loved ones. Uh, so, uh, well, it's speaking. You of have to make no, those choices. Speaking of saying no, I find that I am much happier home, you know, by myself, <laughs> frankly, or doing mm -hmm. something, than I am a lot of times when I'm out or traveling or whatever, because it is such an effort. And a lot of times you find yourself, you're like, why am I here? You know, you go somewhere with friends or with, because someone else wants to do something and you're like, oh, okay, yeah, let's go. Yeah, let's do that. And then you do it and you're like, that's not really what I, that didn't bring me joy. And I can't get those, you know, those, those four hours back or whatever. So you right. right. to say no, not to be a recluse at home and sit up by yourself. No, there, uh, there's a balance in all of all that. Day. Right. There's a balance in all of that. And yeah. And a lesson, which is to make sure that you have people in your life that you actually enjoy spending time with so that when you are out and about with people, that those are those people. So um, that that was sim simplified. So let's re let's re recount them one last time. Slow down, imagine doing less, make time for loved ones, 
practice patience, learn to gently say no, increase your quiet time, follow your heart, yield to life, yield to peace, and yield to joy. And I will say, so if simplicity, you e, 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 e. <laughs> simplify, oh, simplify. I, I. <laughs> and so I will say this, if you start with the end in mind, as we talk about often here on Life Lemons and Lemon Drops, you know, what it is you want, how it is you want to feel, what it is, what it looks like, what it feels like. And you have a picture of that and you can internalize what that feels like for mm -hmm. you, that as you're making the choices to do the things that are on the list, these eight things on the list, um, it, in the end, it's probably going to take some effort, right? You're going to mm -hmm. have some, maybe some internal battles, breaking some habits in order to do this. But with practice and over time, you can get there. You can have a simpler life if you want to have one. And if you don't want a simpler life, how about a couple of simple days per year? Oh. I will right. say this, you know, I'm working on a cup on some things that hopefully I'll be able to report on soon. But I will say that my moving to, to my new home obviously simplified a lot for me because I had so much sort of chaos and coming and going. But I'm like, once I can get myself to a point where all of my business is up in my, um, mm -hmm. in my new community, Mm -hmm. And I'm not having to spend as much time on the road and, and all that. It's like, it is very peaceful. It is very simple. I think of the simple life. I'm thinking the like simple life. Paris, yeah. Paris Hilton and Nicole Richie. I'm like up here with chickens and cows and, you know. It's or like green acres. And, exactly. And I'm all about that. So, yeah. So No, I, I hear you. And I went through that as well. When I first moved to the Sacramento area, a lot of my life was still back in the Bay Area, yeah. right? And so I, I was tra traveling back and forth regularly for the dentist, for the doctor, for, you know, all kinds of things. And as I started moving those things exactly. home. You know, I talked to my dentist, I called my dentist today because I need to get some dental work done. To quit them? The they were like, oh, the soonest we could see you, he said they had like an appointment June 29th or something, but I could not see the dentist. I could only see the, the teeth cleaner lady. What's that called? The, the hygienist. The hygienist. And he's like, well, you'll see the hygienist that day. Then you'll come back on another. I'm like, no, no, no. I need some more. I need a particular thing done. I need to see the dentist. Anyway, she's out of town. So he was like, oh, well, the first time she has is September 3rd or so. I'm like, what? The, the what <laughs> you know then he was like oh well we could do august 26 or so i'm like that's my birthday i'm not coming in then so anyway so i said you know what i'll just get a new dentist and i and i quickly got off the phone and you know he's like oh i'm sorry to hear that but it was like you know what i'll just get a new dentist and, and i had his, to get it's, I had it's, to it's get not to his fault too. that she's no busy or whatever and then of course he calls me back 20 minutes later Oh, oh, I, I have a cancellation, had a cancellation tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> but it was I'm like, still going to quit you, but I'll take your more recent Exactly. Appointment. It's like, you know, Greer, it is time. You should have, you know, my dentist should be here. My bank should be here. My yes, doctor, your doctor be, all of the, all, yes. All of those. Yes. If you're going things. to simplify your life, right? And yeah. um, so slowing down, yep. right? To stop and think through that. Imagine doing less what would it take to do the, to do less? Yeah. Not traveling 200 miles to go to the dentist, for sure. <laughs> yes, right? I, like it. So like, oh, I love going to the dentist and I love my dentist. I do like my dentist. She's, she's great, but you know, it's like, yeah, you know. but your time has passed. Everybody has a reason and a season and exactly. yours is over. Well, so with you, that, Lily. it was such a <laughs> pleasure chatting with you today and and I hope our listeners have gotten something out of that and that they will start to think of ways that they can simplify their own lives absolutely absolutely so um 
I'm, I'm, I'm actually thinking of some new things myself. So maybe next year we'll report on the progress that has been made from a year of living simply. So thank you for joining us. And until next time, take care. Thanks for joining us for Life, Lemons, and Lemon Drops. If you like our show, please share with your friends. And if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review the show on whatever platform you listen to this podcast. Your questions, comments, and feedback are welcome. You can find out more about us at lifelemonslemondrops.com. 